And although I'm sure my kids will enter adulthood carrying some mama drama trauma, I'm grateful for the lessons we've learned as a family. Hey, you're listening to the Love Lasting Podcast. My name's Jen, and I can't wait for us to talk about all the things, from a new recipe I tried for supper last night, to how I unknowingly let the world dictate my life. I hope you hit that subscribe button to join me every week, and be sure to check out the show notes for a special link to my free private Facebook group, where we can continue each conversation. But for now, let's dive right into today's episode, because you're here for a reason, and I'm determined to deliver whatever message your heart came for. Let's go. Hello, happy new year, happy 2023, happy January, happy Tuesday, happy everything. This is the first episode of 2023 and I'm not gonna lie, it almost didn't make it up today. I have been so obsessed with trying to decide the best topic for the first episode of the year that I ended up with nothing. I mean, I guess I can't say nothing because I did end up very annoyed and frustrated, I guess. Feeling like I needed to show up a certain way and feeling like I needed to strategically choose a topic for the first episode of the year was a clear reminder to me of how easy it is for past programming to show up and affect our daily lives. If you stop to think about it, the start of a new year is just a date someone chose based on events they considered important. Different cultures celebrated New Year's on different dates all the time. Astrologers, human design experts, people don't always consider January 1st the start of a New Year cycle. What significance did the date January 1st hold for me then? Aside from being told it was the start of a new year, aside from seeing other people set new goals, start new projects, try new things, yet I held this weird attachment and I put this weird significance to this date, feeling like, oh no, everyone else is posting episodes about the new year and how great it's going to be. If I don't do the same thing, people might think I'm... And then I stopped myself in my own tracks. If I don't post an episode, people would think, what exactly? That I'm going to have a bad year because I didn't want to participate in the New Year celebrations and acknowledge my excitement in a podcast episode? I wanted no part in that. And I'm not over here trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to cancel New Year's or encourage you not to celebrate it. Quite the opposite. I'm saying celebrate the heck out of New Year's, celebrate everything and anything you can celebrate, but if at any point in time it doesn't feel like a celebration anymore, when instead of bringing joy, something brings resistance or discomfort, break through the surface and seek that depth, because there are answers there for you to find. Contrary to popular belief, a belief by the way I swore by for years, Seeking happiness, following joy, doesn't mean avoiding discomfort. It doesn't mean hiding from things that trigger you. Following joy, finding joy, means leaning in to the contrast. 
exploring things that do trigger you, breaking through the surface and finding out the deeper meaning behind it, the deeper reason for why these things are able to disrupt your joy. Avoiding triggers doesn't mean you make them disappear. They just stay hidden in the shadows, taunting us, waiting for us to get closer until we can no longer ignore them and they successfully set off the explosion. They trigger the bomb. Triggers need to be deactivated and the only way to deactivate them is to take away their power by leaning in and learning how to shut them off. So they can no longer be a nuisance to us. So they can no longer lurk in our corners waiting for the chance to catch us off guard. I was so annoyed at the fact that I worked so hard at making sure to be intentional about every single episode I release on this podcast and on what I told myself was the most important episode of the year. I was so annoyed that I had nothing to say. But the truth is, I didn't really believe it was the most important episode. So why was I getting so caught up in the New Year's hype? Because I opened up social media and it was everywhere. New year, new me. Start your year off strong. The way you start your year, you end your year. And I suddenly felt like I had to play too. If I didn't quote unquote take advantage of the new year hype, I allowed myself to believe that I would somehow get left behind. I found myself at a point where I was saying, you know what? I don't even care. No one probably even listens to this thing, so it probably doesn't even matter what I say. So I'll just release anything so I can check it off my to-do list. I also found myself at a point where I questioned why I even wanted a podcast. I questioned why I insisted on creating unnecessary work for myself. Suddenly, I was convincing myself that a project I loved, a project I put my entire heart and soul into creating, was no longer of importance to me. It was as though I believed that if I could convince myself that I didn't care, I could still hold my head up strong if I walked away. But why was I so concerned with being included in a system that I felt no connection to in the first place? A system that didn't serve me. Oh no, it's the first episode of the new year. If I don't come up with something amazing that fires people up, I'll lose my audience. And that isn't what I even believe. That's not what I actually thought. But as I said it, as I thought it, I began to feel it. My body started believing it. You could see it in my actions, you could hear it in my tone, and before I even knew it, it became my truth and I allowed myself to get caught up in pressure I placed on myself. I became stressed out about releasing an episode by a deadline that I gave myself, that I set. Here I was desperately trying to release a new year 2023 episode that was sure to inspire people to follow their hearts, create with passion, and not allow themselves to feel restricted by boundaries we allow the world to place on us. When it suddenly dawned on me, there was only one person who was creating these restrictions for me and setting these boundaries and guidelines I was expected to follow. I was so concerned with not allowing anyone to set boundaries for me 
I refuse to fit into containers I thought the world was trying to force me into and here I was climbing right into one and getting frustrated at the fact that I couldn't shut it closed, that I couldn't get comfy. And it was such an interesting situation for me to be a part of, yet at the same time take a step back and be able to watch my behavior, analyze my actions. When my shadow started creeping in and showing up as frustration, it isn't very long before my frustration turns to anger. And so I knew that it was only a matter of time before I started to self-destruct, before the self-destruction started. Well, at least that's what normally would have happened, but not this time. Because like I mentioned in my last episode, the last episode of 2022, I spent nearly all year, last year, doing work that no one saw. I spent it studying and learning about myself. I learned to recognize my patterns and behaviors so that if I ever found myself in a situation like the one staring me in the face right now, I could take a step back and say to myself, what's the real issue here? The real issue here is that I didn't want to participate in systems that didn't make sense to me. I wanted to break old patterns and rebuild a system, but I was still in the process of doing that. I'm still working on it. So the real issue is that I found myself following old programming and I knew it was happening, but I didn't know how to stop it because I didn't know a better way. I needed to surrender and trust myself. And even though it sounds like such a simple thing to do, when you spend the majority of your life following certain directions, doing things a certain way, when you spend your life trying to listen to what you're told to do, it's almost like you become addicted to this identity of struggle. It became like my safe spot. If I kept reminding myself and others about my struggles, they wouldn't judge me for where I was. I was addicted to an identity of struggle or victimhood because it made me feel safe. And in a weird way, it gave me power. It fed my ego to have an excuse for my quote-unquote failures. It wasn't me, it was my circumstances. It wasn't me, it's what happened to me. I started finding comfort in just doing as I was told. I started showing up the way I was expected to show up. Doing things a person my age in my position was expected to do. I molded myself into a person people wanted me to be. Except as a result, it was at the expense of having to give up parts of myself. But I needed that validation, so I did it anyways, because I grew up finding my worth from being praised. I remember feeling sick to my stomach when I was younger, when it was time for a test, because I needed to get a mark that would impress my parents. I needed it to be a mark that they would praise me for, congratulate me on, tell me how proud they were. It was the only time I felt like I mattered, like what I did mattered when I did things that people admired, that people liked, and I carried that into my adult life. It showed up differently, but it was there. When people praised my children, for example, it made me feel validated as a mother. 
When people complimented our lifestyle, it made me feel validated as a provider, as an adult. It was like a drug. I was addicted to receiving validation. And the problem with that is none of the stuff I was receiving validation for was stuff I actually wanted to do or cared about. This became very evident when I really stopped to think about the way I was parenting my children, especially my eldest because I had him a lot younger than I did my other two. And so I was a lot more open and a lot more receptive to how other people told me I should raise him. I imitated what I saw and despite swearing I was never going to do the same things my parents did, I was never going to say the annoying things they said or give my kids the same annoying rules they gave me. Despite shouting from the rooftops, swearing I would never be anything like that, I can officially say that I've grown up to become my mother with a strong dose of my father. And I love my parents, so I'm not trying to say they were bad parents. They raised us the best they could, just as I'm raising my kids the best I can. But we live in a world that's different now. We no longer live during a time when the only way to make a good living is to go to university and get a degree as a doctor or lawyer. We no longer live during a time where knowledge can only be accessed by certain people. We no longer live during a time where it makes sense for someone else to tell you what's important for you to learn. And as the world changed, as I changed, so did my beliefs and my understanding. I look at my eldest son Zayden and I couldn't be more proud of the type of man he's growing into. I had him when I was 20. I turned 21 while I was in the hospital with him. Our birthdays are two days apart. Having him at that age was my biggest blessing but also my biggest struggle because I had no idea who I was. So how on earth was I entrusted with this perfect little human? There was no way I wasn't going to mess this up. So in my desperation to not mess up my perfect little baby, I started to quickly impersonate, imitate other women, my own mom, moms in the movies, moms in the shows I watched. You also have to remember that this was during a time when you couldn't just pick up your phone and look to Google for answers or information. This was during a time when cell phones didn't have data, internet wasn't really a thing, let alone Wi-Fi. You had to connect to the internet using your house telephone line, which meant no one could call you on the phone while you were on the internet which meant you couldn't be on the internet for long or no one could reach you. And if it was before 6 p.m., you couldn't even use your cell phone because calls weren't free until after 6. So there were a lot of things I didn't know. I couldn't find out. Sometimes I see Zayden and I'm pretty certain that he raised me just as much as I raised him. And I allowed myself to carry a lot of heaviness because of that. I gave him the same rules I had growing up. I expected the same things of him that were expected of me. And I took what I watched in movies and TV shows and I applied it to my parenting. I followed a my way or the highway approach. And I believed that the stricter I was on him, the quote unquote better he'd grow up to be. 
up until last year, I would lose my mind, like lose my mind if I found out he handed an assignment in late. If he didn't get a quote unquote acceptable grade, I was in there losing my mind, screaming at him, asking him what he was thinking. And honestly, it breaks my heart to think about today because I know how ineffective that approach is. And I know that the assignments I was so mad about are assignments about things that don't even matter. The fact of the matter is, I didn't feel validated as a mother when my kids didn't do what they were supposed to do. So this was more about my insecurity as a mother than about my son's assignments being handed in on time. Cue the infamous mom guilt, a guilt that truly is unnecessary. Because can we just agree that we're all doing our best? And when we're doing our best, that means we're always open to be better. We're always going to make mistakes, but we're also always given opportunities to fix them. And so all that guilt does is slow down the fixing process. So in times I feel myself getting sucked into the mom guilt and about to spiral down that hole, I stop and as cheesy as it sounds, I practice gratitude. I look at my kids and I realize that I can make all the mistakes in the world and it will never change the fact that they are the most amazing, kindest, beautiful, loving and intelligent human beings you will ever meet. And when I focus on that, my guilt starts to disappear because it gets replaced by gratitude. And although I'm sure my kids will enter adulthood carrying some mama drama trauma, I'm grateful for the lessons we've learned as a family. I'm excited for our growth and I'm devoted to making sure moving forward, we show up as ourselves carrying the lights we were intended to shine individually. My point is, you've heard me go on and on about the highlights of 2022, the realizations I've made, the breakthroughs that I've had, the healing that I've done, but don't for one second think they didn't come with a share of heaviness. Don't think I wasn't exhausted day in and day out for months carrying the heaviness of some of these realizations. When you lean into the hard stuff you've been avoiding, when you choose to look at the ugly sides of yourself that you were trying not to see, when you face the fact that there were a lot of things you've done to hurt yourself and the people you love, when you're finally ready to deal with the messes you made and you're ready to clean out your closet, it isn't a walk in the park. It isn't rainbow and butterflies, but it's definitely always worth it because when you're willing to see things, situations, people for what they really are, you see the truth and with the truth comes clarity. And for the most part, when you look back at situations that hurt too much to look back at, when you step up to those stories you used to be afraid of, you start seeing them from a different perspective and you acquire a newfound understanding for the situation. And then you can tell yourself a different story and you can finally learn the truth. And the truth is, we all have stories we were told and ideas we were sold. 
The truth is, we allowed ourselves to carry these stories and ideas with us through our entire lives. But a lot of it, we didn't want to take, so it became very heavy and annoying and a waste of energy. But we brought it everywhere we went, because we thought we had to. Sometimes we were so tired and frustrated at the fact that we had to do this, and a lot of the things we don't like about ourselves only appeared when we were in this state. The truth is that we allowed ourselves to live like this for so long that when we finally realized all we had to do was put down all the things we didn't want to carry, the heaviness turned to guilt because it was hard to accept that we willingly, voluntarily put ourselves through all that trouble for all that time and allowed our loved ones to feel the consequences of our exhaustion. But once you can work through that, once you can lean in and see that you did the best you could with what you knew, and now you know better so you can be better, once you realize that carrying guilt isn't gonna fix any of it, you can replace your guilt with gratitude. Gratitude for this life-changing realization Gratitude for the life you built, which is about to become even better. Gratitude for what's still to come. And when you can live your life intentionally from a place of gratitude, if you wake up every day adding onto the list of things you are grateful for, then you no longer have time for things that disturb your peace. You no longer acknowledge anything that tries to alter your joy. I spent days, hours, I lost sleep trying to decide what I wanted to talk about today. I was honestly ready to give up. I could feel myself getting frustrated and I could see my frustration showing up in my actions, in my tone. So I walked away. It didn't have to be this dramatic event I was trying to make it out to be. If I released an episode a day late, the people that really care about the things I say wouldn't have minded. And those that did would have seen themselves out of a place they shouldn't have been in the first place. The minute I put down the pressure, the minute I put away the expectation, and I remembered that the reason I wanted to start this podcast to begin with was so that I could share the messages my heart kept trying to speak, instead of being stressed out for not knowing what I wanted to say, I was grateful for a platform and an audience I could say it to. And it was at that moment of realization that I was able to sit down, hit record, and here we are. Today's episode didn't go exactly as planned, but it turned out even better than what I wanted. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for spending your valuable time talking to me today. And if you have some time to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, I would really appreciate it because it really does help people find my show. I love you to the moon and back, all of you.